Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nolo Time. My name is Obed Velez, and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, Nolo Time? Open pleasure to be with you again tonight for another episode, my friend, and begun yeah. the console wars has. Good to be here. Yeah, they've. I mean, this it's all said and done. Um, there's a purpose for that title. We'll we'll go into it in a minute. Joel, how are you, man? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I think, uh, you know, it's been a nice, uh, you know, ex- nice week so far. Busy, but uh, I can't complain, right? But rather be busy than bored. Um, since we last spoke, uh, I have not been able to do anything too crazy, too interesting. But we are going to talk about the reason why we, we brought that title is that there was a little, something a little special that I got to to watch over that time uh, that, that we had since our last episode. And uh, you also got to watch it, too. So, uh, and I'm, we're not talking about the Book of Boba Fett, although we will be talking about that. Also, we've got a lot to unpack today's oh, episode. Oh, you mean, you mean um, we, we're going to talk about Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 1? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to get into all the spoilers. Yeah, yep, yep. We're going into those. Um, yeah, Joel, so uh, the reason the reason that we call this episode Console Wars is not because of PlayStation and Xbox, right? But... You were able to sit down and watch the Console Wars documentary that's on uh, Paramount Plus, right? Right. Okay. Because I did not watch it in Paramount Plus. Don't ask me where I got it from. Anywho, <laughs> so uh, you, you got to watch it. Yeah. Uh, and you and you told me that you wanted to talk about it in the show, and I was like, excellent, because that's one of my favorite topics. So. Since you were the one to watch it first, I, I want you to share your impressions of that, of everything that happened yes. back then, and I'll chime in. Yeah, so I I had a very limited knowledge, and I still do, right? Because obviously, like, you know, that that's the, the time before before me. <laughs> I will say that much. When I say Joel Young, I am young. Um, so, you know, the Console Wars documentary is covering the saga of the rise of Nintendo, right? The rise of consoles, really, at that point, uh, home consoles, and also the rise of Sega, and also, unfortunately, the fall of Sega, and also the rise of Sony, all the same thing, all yeah, at the same time. Yeah. I mean, they really, they really covered it in a really, really. I didn't know where they were going entirely at first, um, but it, it, it's done so well. So, yeah, you you get to see um, in this documentary. And I'm just going to paraphrase at least for what what they show, and then we'll get into some impressions. But really, they just show when the very first uh, Nintendo home system was, uh, you know, was released and how obviously it was a very uh, controversial thing because, you know, they called up, you know, uh, Toys R Us and all these other places and nobody wanted to sell it because obviously it was a brand new industry. didn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, the Um, thing is that it crashed, right? Because the uh, the 2600 uh, saturation of like garbage games. Right. Um, made the industry to crash and toy, not necessarily toy uh, retailers, but like retailers in general were very skeptical of, of carrying video games again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I totally like get this, the skeptics, but there was also like very much like a, and it reminds me a little bit still, there's still people today that feel the way that, that some of the, the, the feelings were, it feels like at that time, because like, there were people who were very much also not they just didn't want to see gaming games succeed like they didn't want to see that industry actually grow and evolve to what it is today and there's still people right now who still don't yeah. have much respect for games and and i mean obed we've when does people laugh about you know uh, industries that are at, like they say at the end of this documentary the gaming industry is worth more than the film and music industry combined yeah. um it's it's not to be it's not a joke i mean it's, it's a very very successful prosperous business mm-hmm. but uh, at that time like we see in the documentary, like people were very much against it. I mean, um, gosh, the guy with the guy from Nintendo, I can't remember his name now, but I remember when he said, like, uh, Lincoln? he remembers Power Lincoln, mm, possibly Probably. when I, I, when he said, oh, you mean um, the game master? Um, yeah, when he was saying, like, yeah. when they were they were showcasing Nintendo right in New York, and like the woman came up to him and was like, "What is it?" And he's like, "It's a Nintendo." She's like, "I hope you fail." Yeah, the game master. That was the the game master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like I'm like it's crazy how like people were so there was such a vitriol against this game at that time. Like to me, that's the I see people still like you know thinking like oh it's gonna rock kids' brains and stuff. Like I, I you know we, that's always been the uh, one of the the, the the points of contention right in gaming. But 
But yeah, it just feels like I don't know. I mean, Obi, you were around, you know, seeing how how things were starting to to rise up when when people started getting these things in their home. Like, what was the conversation between you and your parents at that time, dude? Like, when well, the <laughs> conversation at the school was more more interesting. That you know, between me and yeah. my parents. So pre, I, I want to say like Nintendo in PR was popular and I'm, I'm going to give you my point of view from PR. You know, I, I born and raised in Puerto Rico and right. I, uh, I went through it all, all over there. I, I was not here. Toys R Us was still not in the Island at that time. So, um, it was very interesting because Atari was very popular over there, right? Everyone knew Atari. Everyone had an Atari. Yeah. And when Nintendo didn't really start pushing uh, a lot of stuff out until, like, Toys R Us came on, came on board and, you know, came to the island and, uh, and KB Toys started expanding... Um, back then, man, like the, that's why I had a Sega master system because Sega before, before Nintendo was able to actually get a foothold in the Island, right? Sega was already in because of that, uh, partnership they had with Tonka to distribute the, uh, master system. Problem was that you couldn't really get a lot of master system games in a lot of places. So I remember when I was a kid. And going to like furniture stores with my parents, and uh, and like like specialty electron electronic stores, yeah. and that's where you would see a Sega. It was wild, dude. But then yeah. when Nintendo came on board, and, so they and sold it in the furniture store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On furn at furniture stores, it's like oh, you got can buy a new TV with a Sega, and yeah, wow. it was wild. I'm gonna go a step further, right? Um, the good friend of mine, he had a 3DO and the 3DO, because of it being a Panasonic product, they sold it at furniture stores in PR and that's how he got one through a furniture store. It was, it was wild over there, dude. Right. Wow. So the thing with, with the console wars, right. Um, when I, I think the NES really exploded in popularity, um, I want to say when the first TMNT game came out. So PR was very similar to what happened in Europe, where the NES was around and kids had NESs, but it didn't really blew up until the first uh, Ninja Turtles game came out, and and that's how it happened in in uh, in the UK where they had they bundled the game and and that's the how the NES took took off, and and it was very similar because I was a Sega kid and then. Uh, TMNT was coming out on the NES, and it's like, what's well, not going on Sega? I gotta have this, right? There's no going around it. So, so I had a Sega already, and then I put it out to my parents to get me the, the NES. Uh, two years later, I got the Super NES. But, um, man, it, it was it was so crazy. And then, so they weren't your parents, like that's what I'm saying. Like they, your parents, like your friends, like it, there wasn't any like, no, this is terrible. Like it was just like. Oh no, I'm, dude! I'm, assu if, I'm assuming it was just like a obvious, like most people, like they showed the one kid, like correct. Hey, like, are you gonna tell your parents to buy this thing because it's, it's cost some money? It's cost you know, money, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. But, but um, there wasn't really much of a like, ah, this new games are terrible. Like, yeah, no, I mean there was no, no really nice. You know, not really. There, was no. That conversation came later, and it's something that came <laughs> up on the documentary, and I, I'm yeah. pretty sure you know. Yeah, I you know idea. what it is. Yeah. So yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, it, it was um, it was very interesting, right? And then um, I remember when the Genesis came out, and we had like they will Sega was full on marketing in PR too. Like with the Genesis does what Nintendo, we would right. get those commercials in Spanish, which makes sense because when you get to the Tom stuff, like that's when it sounds like the marketing really went. Bro, Amazing. that was next level stuff, right? <laughs> the Sega stuff back back then. Oh, bro. That was talk about marketing and and just uh, how to change the mindset, right, uh, uh, of people, uh, which is crazy, right? Because 
the way they marketed Sonic the Hedgehog, at least the first one, versus Super Mario World was weird. And and they pulled it off. And in my opinion, Super Mario World is a much superior game, you know, through and through, like design wise and, you know, everything, right? Sonic is a, is a good game, right? But Sonic didn't really get good until 2. Like Sonic 2 was, that was really, really good. Sonic 2, Sonic 1 was fine, but Sonic 2 was really good. Um, but then, you know, it was going to get in Super Mario World, but Super Mario World is a much superior game. And, and they were able to change the mindset of people. Saying, I was like, oh, it looks like more like for kids and 12-bit, which is what we talked, whatever. It's funny because they mentioned the Turbo Graphics probably in passing in the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I knew kids that had Turbo Graphics. I saw the Turbo Graphics at like electronic stores over there because no one had the, they didn't sell them anywhere. Um, and, and that was not a 12-bit system but it was a hybrid it was a it was a 16-bit graphics processor with an 8-bit cpu um so we called it a 12-bit it really wasn't a 12-bit but uh you know it, it was technically a 16-bit console uh but it was less capable than than the genesis um the genesis was huge dude like genesis like my friend had one dude and we would I would go to his house and we would play for hours, dude. <laughs> hours. It was awesome. Um and again, you know, what Tom Kalinsky said on the documentary is like, oh, they included Ultra Beast, which in my opinion is not a good game. It, it's not. Ultra Beast no. is not a good game. And and we played it because that's the pack in <laughs> the Genesis. It came with it. Yeah. It came with it. So it, it, it was funny to see that brought up on the documentary. It's like, oh yeah, that's like spot on. And and um, the the thing that it, we saw it, dude, and then we get the, the factions in school. Like kids is like, no man, it's like Nintendo's better. It's like, dude, Sega CD, it's coming out and it has this full motion video thing and like stuff. And the Genesis games are really quick and all this stuff, right? But then Mortal Kombat came out. Right, and that was, and and then I got the 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 SNES version. I don't know why I had it, dude. It's like it's like what's crazy, right? Is that it's one of those moments that you you that are full of regret for me, um, because I think it was like either when did when did final? Give me one second. Let me let me fact check this on the on the fly here, real quick. Hold on, go anywhere. Um. Uh, it was Final F so I, I I was I was in between buying Final Fantasy 4 which ended up being one of my favorite games of all time uh or Mortal Kombat and I and I got Mortal Kombat uh for the SNES with and that's probably where the conversation started that's the, the conversation started a little bit later but <laughs> but then my friend got the Genesis version dude and the Super NES version was okay. so stiff and no blood and the fatalities were, were weird um and, and I just, it was just not a good experience. I think you're froze, man. I don't know. Yo, 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 Joe, yo, wake up. Uh oh, let's wait until Joe comes back and uh, I will be right back. Hey, I hear, I hear you. Hey, hey, there you go. There you go. You're just frozen. Hey, hey. All right. So, um, when they did, you, you remember the, uh, the 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 section where they had the Donkey Kong Country stuff, right? Uh, in the documentary. I think I lost you again. Oh, yeah, he's gone. All right, I'll be right back, guys. And we're back. So, okay. So, remember the Donkey Kong Country section where they had the, uh, the Donkey Kong Country stage? That was the turning point, right? In my opinion... Because they, they talk about things that were happening behind the scenes and whatnot. Um, I think that was the turning point. Because when Donkey Kong Country came out, they were saying, I was like, oh, you can't do this with the Genesis. I mean, Genesis released Vector Man, but it's not. Nah, I mean, come on. Comparing Vector Man to Donkey Kong Country is not even fair. Uh, and then they said, it's like, oh, Mortal Kombat 2 is coming out and we're not editing anything. 
Adam Warlock. And that's when the conversation happened, right? Um, you know, I was already, what, 14 years old when the conversation happened? It's like, hey, so I think I think this game's a little too much, right? And I was like, okay, you know, it's your house. I respect that. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I rented the game. Like the game. Man. Yeah, like the, the game wasn't mine, right? I, it, I think I rented it or something. Um, and, and, and that was it. That was basically the end of it. Um, you know, by then I already had the Sega CD and, uh, you know, other add-ons on, on the Genesis. So, um, I was doing most of my gaming on Sega and then I was playing a few things on SNES. Um, mainly like the, when the X-Men game came out, uh, I was, uh, Children of Apocalypse or whatever it's called, um, which was really good. Um, that sort of thing. Like I, I kept playing the SNES here and there, the Me- the Mega Man X games, of course. Um, but I was doing most of my gaming on Sega, right? Um, I think, and this was the missed opportunity, in my opinion, when when they talk about it with the PlayStation, right? The uh, at the end of the documentary, the Saturn went to sell ten million units the SNES 30, but the PlayStation became the number one console of all time with, you know, over 100 million units. Um, I think that the the Saturn did very good in Japan and they, they would have done equally good here if they would have followed the Japan strategy. In my opinion, what Sega should have done is like when Tom quit, um, they should have, Sega of Japan should have taken over the operation in right. the U.S., and just and just do just release everything, right? See, see, but like that's the thing. Like, it feels like at that point, like the moment that you have the release of, you know, the Saturn, and you've got like okay, PlayStation comes right around, right, doing what they're doing. Like, I feels like they were running. They weren't just like in second place. They were now like moved back to third place, like running find play catch up. Yeah, and like it wasn't a diversified market where it is now. Where like you can have xbox playstation and, and nintendo all surviving and thriving to like and it, there's enough space for everybody to do like like yeah. it was a more smaller market so i, I think like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that really affects like had that had they been in the same kind of kind of market of today like there would have still been enough of a sega niche to keep them alive oh absolutely absolutely and uh, you know the, the thing with the saturn the thing that really like messed up the saturn here was just not releasing all the arcade stuff that was being released in Japan. Because we got a bunch of arcade games that got released in Japan that we never got here. And, and the, it sounds like, like that's Japan's fault. Like the, the, the head, head no. there, like Because then the thing, they made it sound like they wanted to do stuff. And like, well, it was like, no, nah, like, we're, not, the we're thing. not doing that in America. What were, the thing is that Bernie Stoller, who took over after Kalinsky left. Sure. That was... A lot of the pushback is like, oh, these these titles are not gonna sell in the U.S. It's, we just won like the tank stuff. Because Kalinsky in the beginning when he came on, yeah. he brought over that stuff to the correct. States. He brought over correct. But then yeah. towards the end of the the Genesis, like, um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to think, and and there were very few and far in between like high quality games that came out, like towards the end of the Genesis. Uh, we would start getting like garbage from Sega of America. And we're not good, <laughs> and and even uh, you know we we got games like like that throughout the entire you know Genesis the the Genesis lifespan. But it was it was wild, dude. It was wild. And then the you know conversations again at at, at school. Okay. It's like oh the Saturn, it has two processors. But then and they they talked about it in the documentary. And it's like it's got two processors, man. PlayStation has going got only one. It's like, I don't know, man. I don't I don't I, I don't I don't know. I don't feel confident about this. And I ended up getting a Saturn. I wanted a PlayStation, but I ended up getting wow. a Saturn. Yeah. Um and and I loved it. Like I played it until, you know, I think one of the controller ports broke and it was really spotty already. Yeah. Uh, I mean I, I I played it a ton and I imported a few games and you know, I, I had an N64 too, cause I got it for, for Ocarina of time back then. Um, that was the Ocarina of time machine. Um, and I really didn't have a lot of, uh, N64 games. 
Um, but I did, I, I did jump on the Dreamcast like right away that that came out, and like a couple of weeks later, I got it because Dreamcast, I think, has one of the best launches of any console. It's it's unfortunate that it was you know living under the shadow of the PS2 at that time. So it was crazy. it was crazy, man. And then uh, the the Sega guy, what was his name? Um, uh, the 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 president. The ah oh man, bad hair. Yeah, with the bad hair. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> they had like one picture of him when you got to see it. Ah uh, Nakayama, Hayao, Hayao yeah. Nakayama. So, yeah. uh, so Hayao Nakayama, um, was it Nakayama or I can't remember. I can't know. It wasn't Nakayama. Um, it was, I, I think it was what, like someone that was above like Nakayama. It was like an owner person, right? Um, when the Dreamcast flunked and, and Sega was going to file for bankruptcy, like he gave, he sold his stock and put it in the company so the company wouldn't have to file for bankruptcy. And then he died, dude. Like it was crazy, oh, it was no. crazy, right? Was it a hit job? Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't think. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Nintendo's secrets. You know, no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Nintendo because you know large, after after that accusation. we all know, yeah, like like after that, um, Sega a few years later oh. merged with Sammy, uh, which is now like they you know Sega basically absorbed Sammy. They're they're doing really well, but you know all those like. Uh, like all the stories about you know the Yakuza being involved and actually yeah, funding yeah. the operation and all that. As I mean, I don't know. They spent they spun off their arcade business. Like they're not. Um, they they sold the arcade division. It's still called Sega, but it's like a separate company, um, not owned by the Sega Sega that puts out stuff on you know PlayStation and Switch and whatnot. Um, it, but it was a wild time, dude. And then you get those ads on the magazines, like on game pro because like remember we got to remember back then there's no internet to find out uh the game reviews and all this stuff you had to like buy the magazines you have to buy the egm and the game pro and um and and all this stuff so like but those ads were were bonkers dude it's like you would see these ads it's like the that game boy ad it's like i always remember this ad is like is it it's it's silly because it's the Game Boy, right? Um, it's an ad for the Game Boy, and and the the ad is a woman uh, like handcuffed to a bed, and the dude playing the Game Boy because it's like, oh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do now that, that I'm handcuffed? And he's like, I'm just gonna play Game Boy. It's like, it was, dude, it was bonkers. Wow. It was bonkers. They were man. doing, they were doing whatever, and they yeah. did not. Oh, they didn't. They didn't care, but dude. But that's the th the thing I picked up on, like when like watching this, like I'm like it's such a different time than like, today, right? Yeah. Because in many regards, right, like of things that they they were allowed to do, things that they pushed the envelope on, and like you, it's it's titled appropriately, right? This documentary, Console Wars, because like we talk about like if you say that right now, people automatically assume you're talking about like you know Xbox versus PlayStation that kind of thing. But Obed, like, when I think of, when I watch this documentary and talk about, like, the kind of, again, this this animosity that they truly had towards one another. Yeah. Right? Versus the kind of stuff today where, like, you know, Xbox puts something new up, Sony tweets out a nice thing, congratulations on your launch, wish you guys well, you know. They weren't I, doing that back then. I, I don't know. I don't know how it looks on stream. I see it. I see it. Well, yep. you see it? New Game Boy Pocket. Seriously. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. Yeah, and that was a commercial as well, but that was just a poster or something, right? Yep, yep, yeah. I think I think yeah. we froze in the stream. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. I see, yeah. <laughs> oh man! But no, but but no, like it's it's one of those things. Like they they push the envelope. Yeah. And um, I feel like if they, I feel like they like these old like these old guys like if they were to do an interview about like the stuff they see that's going on right now with with console wars, they'd be like these guys. These guys are sissies compared to like the stuff they were doing back then, dude. Like, they did not, they did not care. They didn't, specifically when it got to the to the government hearing, right? <laughs> like, oh my god! And I knew about that because that's that was that was like a like a 
a known story like <laughs> and i've heard i heard about I, you know i've read about it on like egm or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i don't I, i i haven't looked at it yet but i have an intention of trying to see if the full thing is like on youtube somewhere i'm hoping it is i've been looked i think it's on I yeah because it, it was on c-span so i think it's okay. on youtube yeah um, that's all i'm hoping is i gotta look at it at, at some point when i have some free time they showed but night trap and i remember because they showed night trap on sega cd and it's like this is reprehensible and how can children be playing this game and uh, uh and howard lincoln was like i can guarantee that that game will never be on a nintendo console and right. and then it can, which is which is very ironic because like the like the there there's an anniversary edition uh, edition of night trap yeah. that came out on switch so, <laughs> oh my god yeah Yeah. So many years, like 30 years later, dude. It's like almost 25 years oh later. Gosh. You get, yeah, bro. Like it was that's bonkers. the kind of history. Like that's the kind of like gaming history where like and the people who are like family members or relatives that are still playing games right now can look back on like your great granddaddy who was a senator or whatever yeah. that made these statements about how like it's gonna end the society if kids <laughs> keep playing this stuff. Like yeah, man, Joe Lieberman, yeah. He's still around, not being a good senator. Oh, my God. Listen, people. Uh, it's, it's one of those situations where you just laugh because you're like, like, leave it to America, dude. Uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm patriotic. I'm happy, you know, to be in this country. I'm not trying to say, you know how I feel about it, right? Yeah. But, like, leave it to America. Something innovative comes along, and we would, we'll be the first people to be like, You know, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know what's really ironic, right? Is because yeah. um, back then um, we would talk about the Japanese versions of the game. So it's like, oh my yeah. god, the Japanese version of the game, and instead of doing this, like his head blows off, or like like Snatcher on Sega CD, like yeah. the Hideo Kojima game is very graphic. It's like, and 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 you know, it got it got uh, edited uh, for the for the U.S. version. Yeah. But then something interesting happened, right? Because the ESRB was established and then the rating system came out, right? Right. But and then that makes the, sense. That's the answer to the whole thing, right? Exactly. Like you put out a rating thing and then yeah. everybody's good. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the irony of it all is that when uh, the Japanese rating system came out, I think in like 1999, it was a lot stricter than the ESRB and Japanese games started like being censored. And then the US versions were just like going crazy. Right. Well, you know, what's interesting is that back then you had like the PC games um, that were very graphic and, uh, you know, when had like nudity and all this stuff like Phantasmagoria wow. and, you know, there were PC CD drum games and they were not talking about Phantasmagoria. They were talking, no, were talking about Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the blowing up the heads. And yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, but it, it was it was a very interesting time. Um You could see like the the like the whole peak. So you know you know when Sega got peak when they when I went to Disney and the what the what used to be innovate innovations at Epcot. at Epcot was an entire Sega pavilion, dude. It was heaven. I would go you would go in and I was like, are you serious? It's like I am the happiest kid right now, and. You know, when you had like lines and lines of games and like, oh, these are new games that are coming out and all this stuff. And, oh, man, it was fantastic. You know, it, it was awesome. And, you know, that building is not even there anymore because <laughs> no. that, that's the building that got torn down at Epcot for the uh, Moana uh, attraction yeah. building. So, uh, man, it, it was like that's how you know that Sega made it, right? It was like they're at friggin' Disney World, um, which is, again, Disney It's cheap day. You're gonna open that play pavilion. You're gonna need some characters, right? Yeah, I okay. mean, and and Sonic's getting movies like and movies are doing, doing really, really good. good. Yeah, people love yeah, this yeah. stuff again. <clears throat> yeah, man. Not a bad time to strike a deal. Nope, not at all. Uh, Nintendo, it's coming. Right, hey, you know, bring what? back the wars. Bring back the wars. <laughs> 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 um, but it was uh, it was it was a very interesting time, and then. Um, you know, you would talk about their competitors like uh, the Turbo Graphics, and it was like it just faded into obscurity, and like no one really talked about it in PR. I know that here it had a little bit more of a following. Uh, it was more of a cult following, but it, it had more. Uh, 
and then you would get uh, like the big stuff, right? When the 3DO came out, 3DO was popular over there again because it was Panasonic and um, and it was at furniture stores. <laughs> so you can get it everywhere. Um, but then you had like the Neo Geo and the Neo Geo was a big deal, right? Um, I never knew anyone that had one, right? It, you know, to like to me, that was that's like the dream console right now. Like if I would pick one console to have out, out of... Uh, you know, first it would be having a Saturn back, right? Um, but the, the Neo Geo would be like the next step. It's like having a Neo Geo would be like a dream scenario when it comes to like owning a console. Um, but they're really expensive. The games are still really expensive. And back then the machine was, the console was $600. Games were like anywhere from like 150 to 250 It was crazy. So, um, you know... It, it, it this it was all you know ROM chips. It wasn't CD, and the Neo Geo CD was the thing. But it, I don't think it ever came out in the US. Um, and and you can still buy that like the Neo Geo CD. You can buy like the Japanese version pretty cheap on eBay, and the games are cheap. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was such a different time. Um, the marketing was a lot different because right now you would get you know a PlayStation commercial doing during football. Right, and, or and now that, attached to movie trailers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Um, and and that would be, and that's basically it. But back then, when you had print, and you see all these crazy like ads, and even the PlayStation ads, uh, and then when PlayStation did that marketing campaign with Crash Bandicoot going into like the Nintendo headquarters, it's like, hey guys, I'm calling you guys out, and that was brilliant, brilliant, you know. It's funny because to some extent, like PlayStation became what Sega was at that time. That that's what I'm thinking. You know, like because when they start talking about even Sega and Sony were talking initially about working together, and it was you know the, the Sega Japan that just said no, nah, we're not going to let that happen. And then Sony obviously went on so, into history there. Like yeah, it, they kind of were on the same vein of one another, which makes more sense to me why it was a more natural transition for yeah. you to go from. Sega to uh, Sony. One thing that blew my mind is that um, the 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 N sixty four was going to be a Sega console, and Japan yeah. said no. I didn't know that. Like that yeah. that that yeah. Mm, that was a big one from the documentary that I didn't know. Because, um, yeah, man, it's it was crazy, and then they didn't have the hardware ready, and they just. Yeah, the the Saturn was so sloppy, dude. Oh man, it stinks. It, it, yeah, like the fact that they they it it seemed like at that point they just they knew it was over. Like the way they they all were talking about it in hindsight, and I think like I feel I feel bad for like Tom like Tom Klinsky. He came in and really he really brought Sega to like he brought them in the game. Literally, uh, yeah. you know, he, he brought them to another place as, as a company and really was was winning in America um, and had a chance at taking down the mighty Nintendo at that time. But uh, 94 percent of the market. That yeah. They had. Yeah. And he came from like marketing Barbie dolls doing it. I was like, what? CEO. He had yeah. No, but he, he was no good, though. Up, like he, he understood yeah. consumers. Exactly. Like, he understood what the people wanted. So he gave them what they wanted. And uh, took a lot of risk, and it shows you like it makes me think of like how like Jim Ryan now like being with like Sony like he's a marketing kind of guy. Right? Reminds me Not of Michael same, Eisner. Eisner, yeah, yeah. Disney, yeah. yeah. Like these people who are able Ooh. to really just take risks and put their brand out there. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, man, it, it's a uh, Sega story is very interesting. It, very, it was very nostalgic. That ending hit me, dude. That ending hit me. I'm yeah, like, it was. Oh, it's very nostalgic, and, and it hit you. Imagine how it hit me that I, you know, when I was living like, it. I was living it, and man, it, it was really good. This documentary, highly, highly, highly recommend yeah. it. Along with the, uh, what was it insert coin, right? Yeah, from uh, Netflix, yeah. uh, which is also oh, excellent. Oh, uh, high score. High score. High score. Uh, yeah. High score is also excellent. High score is fantastic. Um, which they talk about a little bit over the console wars, but this they is do. like more in depth. This thing um, covers it all. Yeah. Now I I'm wondering if that movies are going to happen with uh, uh, that um, 
the Joe Rogan's uh, not Joe Rogan. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ah, not Joe Rogan. The other Joe. Um, Angry Joe. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Angry Joe. Uh, Seth Rogan. See. Oh yeah, that's uh, different. Uh, no, different Rogan. <laughs> different Rogan. Um, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, the funny Rogan. Oh man. Okay. All right. All right. Spotify. All right. We here. We here. We here. Um, uh, we're on spot. We are on Spotify. We're on Spotify. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No so, one's on this on there. <laughs> so, because um, he was producing like an actual movie of it, like like what was going inside the offices at both both places, and yeah. So I'm wondering if that's ever going to happen because that's wow. like, I really want to see that. <laughs> did you see, just random, did you see the whole like Dwayne Johnson saying he's making another video game movie but not saying what franchise It's is? probably Fortnite. You think so? Yeah. People yeah, were like hoping it was God of War, but I it's doubt not that he's doing that. It's not going to work. He would be a great Kratos though. Boy. <laughs> <sighs> so the thing is that I... I you know, I have a hard time taking Dwayne Johnson seriously. Because <laughs> for to me, he will always be the Rock, right? From WWF. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's you don't want you is. don't want to see God of War as a comedy. No, because he would be like, "Boy," and I would like laugh. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, no, very good conversation, Joel. Um, yeah. I. I this will continue. Like it will continue. Yeah. Random stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. This is this is a very profound moment in gaming history that I've always been aware of, but did not comprehend it to the level after this documentary. And like, like honestly, I, like Obed, like outside of the podcast, like we need to like have lunch and just talk more, dude. Like, cause it's it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. We should take that our our gear and just do a podcast like somewhere. Super. Like wrong. at a restaurant. People are like talking in the background. The audio quality is terrible. Who yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, uh, was it Freakonomics? Uh, oh, Freakonomics yeah, yeah. do that. Uh, they do that every once in a while. So, <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Um, no, I, this is. I'm very, very passionate about this topic. Um, I, I, you know, if you guys have any questions, I can go. I can talk about this crap for hours, but my throat hurts, and we got stuff to talk about. We got we got Boba Fett to talk about, man. All right. Um, a very good episode. Or Mandalorian. Yeah, or the Very good episode, man. Very good episode. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard. Like I told you from the since since Mando season one, dude, that that she was she was good, and she understands and she does, man, because she brings all this uh like the the, the nuance of of of, uh, of fan service. Um, she, under- way. she understands it very well yeah and she she does it yeah exactly and she doesn't do it in a, in a very like on the nose cheesy way um very good episode um, um is that bd1 or is that another bd unit so i i was asking myself the same because the first moment i saw it pop on screen i'm like bd1 <laughs> Even even when you find out about more about BD One in the game, it sounds to me like it's a very rare type of droid. Yep. So it would not shock me, and I would like for it to be the same BD One because we've talked before about wanting to see Cal Kestis on the show. Yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah, that's very cool. So. <laughs> um. You want to talk about the uh, the intro stuff with the uh, with the uh, uh, dark saber and and you know the whole Mando thing? Uh, just yeah. take it, man. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, seeing at the very introductory right scene where, where he's basically collecting that bounty in this uh, you know butcher's meat shop and <laughs> hilarious sequence. You know that doesn't look like me at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's got the, the the face floating on the hologram. Right, it's great. Right. Um, but it's it's amazing because the show starts off right away with with Mando showing up, and you know they didn't waste it. I mean, obviously we knew he was going to be in the episode from the the tease at the end of last episode, but um, this episode has basically like no Boba Fett and it's just just Mando. So from the get go, we pick up from where he left off in season two, where 
he doesn't have the child anymore. Like he only now has the dark saber and he's just trying to, to make a living. So uh, doing this bounty, bring this guy in, he's, he wields the, the saber. He says, I could bring you in cold. I'm like, Oh, they're not going to show this. Nope. Yes, they do. He comes in here and he is slicing people <laughs> like crazy. Yeah. However, he don't know how to wield that thing properly. In fact, he hurts himself. And I like that they did that because that's been a complaint before with Star Wars, right? We don't want it to seem like you're just the Mary Sue that can pick up, a, you know, any kind of weapon of that kind, and you're just magically, you know, gifted, right? <laughs> and and like he's not a Jedi, like, but the Force is still yeah. involved here, right? And that that's what I appreciate. So, yep. you know, taking the time to say that he has to get training, and the people I watched it with, that was one of the first things they said. They were like. Oh, he's gonna. He needs training. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like, this is how. This is the way, right? <laughs> That's supposed to be. So, um, yeah, like that. That opening sequence was an amazing action sequence, but it makes sense even more. More than just having cool action and, and oh, he's wielding the saber. Is it also makes sense like how he's using it? But uh, yeah, it gets heavier. It literally gets heavier as time goes on. Yeah. Um. All right. So, armor for Grogu. Uh, so they're 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 so they're giving a reason why he he's going to survive the Kylo Ren attack on the temple. Like they're give they're giving him literal plot armor. <laughs> Is it armor though? It look like rings. It look like these little ring things. I think it's just it's like a chainmail. Like a chain. Yeah, that's yeah. True. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Put him like a like a literal like medieval knight. He's a yeah. Jedi knight, like wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of it that way. Sure. Yeah, because he can he can just wear it under the robes. As like you know to you know protect himself. So then there's probably gonna be a scene where it's gonna be like the super dramatic scene where it looks like he gets stabbed and it was like, oh know? yeah yeah like He's Frodo like, um, yeah like in like Frodo you're like, you're like Frodo it's Mithril like, yeah yeah and they're like oh, I'm good guys don't worry <laughs> yeah we'll we'll probably see that um, yeah. so are we gonna see Luke have to um, is Luke gonna train him with the saber. <laughs> No, but here's the thing though. I don't think we're gonna see Luke in Book of Boba Fett. I think we'll see him in Mando season three. Okay. I don't like he says, "I'm gonna go get." I'll I'm be gonna, right back. I'm gonna be yeah. right back. I get my little friend. But yeah. are you confident that's Grogu he's referring to? I mean, we assume little. No, no, right? it's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he assume, he said he was Grogu. I mean, well, he he, he didn't say the name. It could have been Bo-Katan for we know. <sighs> Nah, he's Grogu. <laughs> I mean, it would make more sense. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It would make more sense if it's this guy. But I'm just saying, yep. like, there's also a chance, like, I don't want to get too excited and Grogu's not in this next episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha. So for when when the chip, uh, when, uh, when uh, what's her name? Polly? Pil- Pilly, the, the, the lady from the hangar? Forgot her name. Polly something. Ripley? Gosh. I don't, I'll yeah. fact-check it now. So, um, when when uh, when she takes uh, uh, Din to see the the ship, I thought it was Grievous' ship because it's probably <laughs> the ship that Obi Wan yeah. took to Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, and, the, and she, oh, but I mean, the I, I'm sold with the with the N one, you know, Nubian and uh, Nubian. Uh, so, um. I'm I'm good with that, right? Because it's a cool ship, and the way they fix it and all that is yeah. pretty cool, right? Um, but if it would have been Grievous's ship, and she would have been, I was like, oh yeah, this old dude Ben Kenobi that used to live in the outskirts Hel- brought Helly. this thing one time and just left it here, so you might might as well take it. And it's Grievous's ship. That would have been that would have been crazy, dude. Yeah. Um, I, well, it's too much of a coincidence, and I and that's probably why they didn't do it. They probably thought about it, but. Um, but I think the the you know Naboo Starfighter is a is is a good choice and to bring and back and it makes it more cool when you get to the other sequence where it's the callback to the pod. Correct, yeah, because they go back and they do the whole like going backwards on the you know pot racing track. It was awesome, and it was like the best part of episode one. And you see the ramps and everything, and it's like oh man, it's so cool, it's so good, so good, man. Um. Yeah, the it, it, it was really good. It was really good. Uh, I really enjoyed this episode, and I'm wondering where they're going next week. We got two episodes left, and um, you know, 
we're still going to get a few more surprises based on what I heard. So, yeah, no, I, I still think, I still think that we're going to get, um, Han Solo. I still think that, um, like we talked before, like Dengar and like all those, like I could still see like those guys showing up. Um, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sold on, but I, I, there is an, there is an expectation. I would, I would, if I had to say over under 50, I'd say over 50% chance that they're in this. Um, and that's a bold statement, but but you know that's how I feel. We'll see. Um, I do think though that this is the kind of thing, like like you said, like this could be considered episode one of season three. Like this is going to be the kind of episode that people are going to have to go back and watch before they see clearly uh, season three of the man. Like I know people who were not too crazy about Boba Fett uh, and they were like, uh, I don't know if I'll watch and I'll just wait for Mandalorian. And I'm like, no, like you have to, you have to see connect. this stuff because it connects. And I appreciate that. It's like, it's, it's that's how these things are supposed to be ref- respectful of one another. Now, obviously this episode was what I would refer to as a very sweaty episode, not because it gets you excited, but because it's it, the stuff that gets you excited is like deeper lore. Right. So like when you start talking about like, has Vizsla like the confirmation of like this dude being a part of the Vizsla lineage yeah. like the moment he says that, I was like oh snap like he's gonna want to have that saber because that's what his people fought for for so long and to see this unorthodox you know Mando like wielding it is of course going to be considered offensive to him so totally get it John Favreau did the voice, by the way. Um, he did come back and do the voice of oh, uh, Paz's the episode. Okay, cool. So I love that, right? Because, I mean, obviously he also did the voice, you know, in the, the, the Clone Wars um, of uh, the original, right, uh, Commander, right? Um, so I, I'm hopeful that um, – I'm hopeful that the rest of the episodes don't feel like a drawback after this. And I, when I say that from, like, a quality standpoint, because this episode was so strong – you gotta just keep the the pace ramping up now. Like you can't like have this be an amazing episode and the next one's just kind of like, you know, people sitting at a table discussing, you know, <laughs> their plans of how they're gonna fight. Like they need to actually show show some significant movement happen. So yeah, man, I I, I mean there's a lot to be said. The 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 destruction of Mandalore was a huge moment to see oh, Mandalore yeah. on the big screen. It's we like knew Terminator. It at some point. Yeah, it looked great, dude. Yeah. It look, I mean, it's terrible to see destruction, but it, it just the visuals of it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that looked that looked pretty intense. Yeah, um, yeah. Overall, very good. I, you know, I saw some people saying, "I was like, oh, this was the worst episode of the show." And I don't know, are you drinking? But you know, <laughs> it's pretty good stuff. Um, yeah, no, the this last few episodes, the last two. Uh, to be more specific, last three I think have been very good. So Bryce uh, Dallas Howard, like we mentioned at the beginning, like she deserves a series. Oh like, yeah, seriously. Uh, or a movie. Uh, or a movie. I mean, she can. Like, she can. She's hey, she's you know, a busy woman. Like clearly very talented, so it makes sense why she's busy. But they like with all the the the, the stuff that's gone on with Star Wars Obed, where yeah. like fans don't trust a lot of filmmakers they don't trust they don't want jj no more they want ryan they want none of these other people like the fact that fans l- seem to like for the most part what she has yeah. done and she just keeps nailing it one after the other like every time she's stepping into star wars they got it like dude there's been too much controversy at disney like they gotta like take this one as an easy step in the right oh, direction yeah. to make it happen gotta take this w and run with it yeah. um yeah i think the the big thing it's probably gonna be if what you said is if if you what if what you predict it comes to pass, which is basically all this series combining into one big movie, right? Yeah. Um, I think she would be the one. Yeah, to, I think so too. To do it, so um, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, can't wait for next week. Um, yeah, I, and I, I guess we'll just uh round round up all the uh, Star Wars topics for the week here. Might as well. Um. Respawn announced that they're working not only on a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order with with known, um, but they're also working on an FPS and a strategy game, uh, sort of like an XCOM type of game. Um, when when I f- I first saw it, um, you sent me the message when when the announcement first came out, 
And I was like, bro, it's like Titanfall style FPS from Star Wars. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in 100%. Um, do you think the sequel to Fallen Order is going to come out this year? No. No? I wish it would, though. When Fallen Order was 2019, right? Yeah. If they if they've been working on it all this time, it, they have, they can, but I don't know. It sounds to me okay. like this is just going to be announced and then next year, early next year. Gotcha. All right. Um, speaking of games, just not, I don't want to digress, but <laughs> do you see that the that the Harry Potter thing, the game, is delayed, getting delayed until next year again? Look, it's I'm been not delayed big, for two years. I am not a big Potter head, so I'm not trying to be offensive to people who are fans. Like, but uh, yeah, I it I feel like that was that was kind of announced just purely based off of like, hey, we love Star, like we love Harry Potter. But I don't think that was ready. I don't, I don't think it was ready to yet. get announced. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. They just don't want to tease something. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, we'll see. But this respawn stuff is is. Um, Three games, interesting. So. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, the Jedi Fallen Order, that's easy, right? But then, like, a strategy yeah. and then a first-person shooter, like, you know, obviously, I mean, you saw the, the information about EA not working on another battle Battlefront. Um, could they be making? Front. Could they, Well, I mean, that's probably... Would it, was, it be, like, another version but not the same, like... That's what I was going to say. Yeah, maybe it's, like, a different iteration of, of Battlefront. You know? Yeah. Battlefront's been a legacy title, but I mean, it could be the start of something new at this point, but still in the same vein to, to give something to people like yeah. us who appreciate those games. I don't know. Yeah, honestly, it could be. Yeah, um, though it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I, I'm really I'm really excited for that one actually, um, and it. But yeah, I I really want to see the sequel to. Fallen Order. Yeah, it's been three I years. Play Fallen, I want to play Fallen Order on PS5 since they remastered. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I should go back and play it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't tell you, but I found I found a cheap copy of uh, uh, the uh, uh, Dumb Like Cry 5 uh, on PS5. And <laughs> nice. it So it looks it, it looks better. Like, it looks okay. better than the PS4 is. Like, it looks like the ray tracing because it has ray tracing. So it, so it looks... It looks significantly better. Um, so yeah, I've been playing that since I finished Guardians, which I didn't talk about, but that was excellent. Yeah, yeah, you need to play that. Um, Definitely need to play that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, oh, man. See, the thing is that Horizon comes out in a couple of weeks. I don't want to get. I don't want to get in. Uh, I don't want to get another game in the way because <laughs> I want to go with like that full looks on so Horizon. Good. Yeah, Aww. I just want to go full in Horizon when it comes out. So that's a. Uh, that's already on pre-order, so I'm just waiting for it to come out. Uh, I'm still, I'm still in the fence on pre-ordering uh, Elden Ring. Um, okay. I might just wait it out because you know we still have God of War coming out, um, yeah. and there's you know there's plenty of stuff like PS Plus. Okay. This month was good. Next month, I don't know if you saw, it's not good. <laughs> Again, no, there was there's like another like I don't know it's wrestling like, or something. I don't know. It's UFC. It's UFC, like okay, it's like yeah. every other month. Like every other month, you get something good, but then like, like the uh, following month is just not not good. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for respawn, um, and I'm excited for other Star Wars projects that are happening. So, um, yeah, good stuff, man. And uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, a Star Wars project that is not happening is the Star Wars thirteen thirteen, um, which was uh, announced a, a few years. Uh, before the the acquisition, um, or it was, I think around that same time when the acquisition happened. Yeah, twenty twelve is when. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So it was like a. It was shown to be like a next gen title back then. So it was gonna be like a, um, you know, like a PS four Xbox One title, uh, back then. Um, but new footage came out, uh, showing Boba Fett and you know some of the stuff that you. Uh, we're uh, supposed to be able to do in this game. So, uh, yeah, unfortunate because this game looked really, really good back then. Uh, I remember l watching the trailer and um, being really interested in it. But uh, So yeah. was it Disney that killed it? Like, who killed the game? It, it was Disney because Disney killed uh, LucasArts. Man. Yeah. 
That's so wild. Yeah, because when they clo- closed LucasArts, uh, they went and killed all these projects. So, yeah, man. Wow. That, that was my biggest thing. Like, I didn't remember who, who ended it. I was looking at I'm like, of course, Boba Fett footage is the thing that comes out right now, right? Because yep. it's the hot name. But um, it didn't look bad. Like, it looked like actually good. You know, there's times where you get leaks after the fact, and you're like, eh. Like, the Prince of Persia game, whatever, they got leaked. Like, that didn't get that didn't get my oh, attention, yeah. you know? That didn't look didn't look great. This look good. Um, yeah, they look very good. Yeah, it is, it is. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it still hurts. They they really went crazy, like killing all the uh, all the projects. I I think Disney had a, a very sour time with uh, with the having their own like yeah. game studio, and you know they were better off just licensing. So, you know it is what it is. It's unfortunate, but yeah, you know. Oh, I got an update on the bags. Uh, they they are it's due to supply uh yeah. supply chain. It's not. Well, I I went yeah. to Disney last week uh, for a brief bit and i saw people with the bags yeah so i didn't know if those people brought their own or that they just actually did have them back in stock again. so there there's a store there's a store that you can buy it separate mm-hmm. there's one of the one of the shops that you can buy the back separate um i'm not sure if the if they're doing it again right. at at the workshop um but it was due it was due to supply chain it wasn't it wasn't because they got discontinued or you know, or yeah. budget cuts or whatnot. So yeah, yep. Bizarre, bizarre times. Yep. Well, at least you're not. At least you, you know, you, you don't have to worry about being put in the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Backs still included, kind of. <laughs> um, Joel, the last thing we have, uh, we had a uh, an updated, or I, I guess final trailer for uh, the Uncharted movie. Uh, it looked very good. Looks looks fun. Looks like a good time. So we'll see. Yeah, I I actually kind of take took my my anticipation down another notch for this one, and it's not because it looks bad. Like you said, it does look like a good movie. Um, it just looks like it just looks like just that though, like just a, a good movie. It doesn't necessarily look like a great one. Um, I I I know, like I've said it before, that this movie looks like it's more in the spirit of Uncharted than it actually being uncharted and i know it can't be a direct adaptation so i I understand that like they're doing something different and and i and i think they're they're still trying to be respectful which is why i I say that it's still in the spirit of uncharted right there's clearly moments that are being replicated from games but like mark Wahlberg as sully you know (laughs) not that i have nothing against Wahlberg. he's he's fine he's 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 like the rock he's like the same character in every movie yeah Yeah. And, and he almost seems also to kind of take over a bit like from the trailer, right? Like, well, he was supposed Nathan to be Drake. Nathan Drake at the beginning when this whole right. rumor started. Yeah, right. And and that and that would make more sense because like they make they make it seem at least obviously Tom Holland's is trying to bring this character to life, but makes it seem like Tom Holland's Nathan Drake is a little more reserved. It's like, hey, like you know, we're gonna split it fifty fifty, right? And I'm like, if you play Uncharted three, like when you get teenager Nathan Drake. <laughs> He's literally fighting like Sully, like straight up, because you know he's been through stuff, so he doesn't trust anybody. Like he, like that's why Sully and Drake get along, like because like they both have a, a common type of personality to some extent. They're different; they're their own person, but like they they see things from a similar lens, and that's why Sully even extends to him the offer of joining him on voyages because he's like, I see in you like who I am as well a little bit. Like I, we understand one another. Where it seems a little bit in this one, it was almost like. You know the 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 adults kind of with the young young adults kind of just you know tagging along for a a buddy time and I don't know that that dynamic to me was the one thing that kind of stuck out as more of the actors than the actual characters but like again I think that these are talented people it's going to be a good good entertaining time but yeah. that's like where stuff sort of stick out to me in this trailer for sure but it's Sony like I've joked about it many times with other people you know it is it, it could it could be a a lackluster story could be okay, but it will always look good and sound good. So I'm sure that it's going to be a good time. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you see the uh, PS5 Uncharted stuff? It's like yes, 120 hertz, and yeah. yeah, it looks it looks really good. I know I that's one one game that I didn't play last last gen that I I may just grab it like later this year. Yeah. Like I, it's not on my 
like immediate to to do, but you know, for the holidays, I don't know, got a couple of bucks here and there. Time. You never know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm still like that, and uh, and the last one was to you. I still want to play, so I I, yeah. I think I gotta I gotta make time and uh, find out find a little bit of time to your to naughty get those dog going. catch up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, that's what we got for today. It was good talking about the console wars. Yeah, it's uh, great. It, it, it's a, always a fun topic for me, and and I could be, I can talk about it for hours. You know, <laughs> it's like if you if you let me talk about it, I'll just keep going. It's, it's like I have to stop myself. <laughs> I know the whole episode could have easily been just we just so happened we had talk about an incredible Bubble, Bubble Fed episode and some yeah. other information, but no, I think this will be a topic that will come up uh, over time as we always review over the history of what was and what is yeah gaming yeah we'll see we'll see how how this one comes out because now it's much different because of uh deep pockets which is very unfair well you said that nintendo passed the uh, playstation one right and yeah the switch the it. switch passed the ps1 on sales yeah yeah so it's just doing very very good so it's huge yeah <laughs> is there it's uh it is indeed huge sir it's what we got Go ahead and plug us in, sir. Absolutely. Everyone, thank you so much for your time today, listening or watching our show. We invite you to stay subscribed. If you're listening to us on audio uh, format or you want to subscribe to our audio format, please look for us on podcast platforms of your choice. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. We are there. Subscribe today. Also, you can subscribe to the video version on the No Low Time YouTube channel. No load time on YouTube. Subscribe, like the videos, comment on them, share it with your friends and family these episodes. We'd really appreciate that. We also invite you to follow us on social media. Stay updated, stay connected. So you can follow us at No Load Time. It's at No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And then you can also watch us on Twitch. No Load Time altogether on Twitch. That's our account. You can follow us there. We do stream our live, our recordings. Usually on Thursday evenings, but you'll get that sweet notification when we go live every time. And of course, last but not least, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we may even be able to discuss it here on our show. Send an email to noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. Oh, but it's a pleasure as always to be with you. I look forward to talking with you on our next episode. Thank you, guys. Stay safe. We'll see you again next time.
Thank you.